Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome, everyone. This is View from the Raptors. Let's get a crack it. Presented by FlexCar. Let's go. Season four. Do you remember discussions? Let's talk a little basketball here. Yes. Who told you? Who do you think he's talking to? He's going to make the right play. I like winning. Are you rubbing that in? Yeah, I am. (laughs) It was a damn parade around there. It's a brotherhood. That's how you're going to be able to be successful. You know, there's no culture like the Boston Celtics culture. What's up, everyone? This is Mark D'Amico. I just want to say thank you for giving us a listen or a watch. And please do not forget to rate, subscribe, or review us. We appreciate you giving us a listen. And here's the next episode of View from the Raptors, behind the scenes with the Boston Celtics, presented by FlexCar. All right, I'm going to start out like this, guys. All right? My wife gave me this sweatshirt for Christmas this year. I said I was not going to wear it until our little girl comes into the world. And the only way that I would was if this podcast happened. I swear to God this happened. So... This podcast is happening. It's a special podcast, our first father-son podcast. We've got Celtics star Derek White, his father, Celtics Twitter star Richard White on the, on the pod today. So we appreciate you guys coming on. But um, Derek, the way that your dad has garnered such fame in Celtics Twitterverse, you've known him forever. Did you kind of expect that this might happen here in Boston? Um, not exactly. Um, I mean, he kind of tweeted a little bit in San Antonio, but it wasn't as... Uh, as big of a a following as he has now, and um, I mean he's kind of always been this way. So um, it's cool to see everybody um, love him so much, and I know he loves to do it. So it's just it all works out. And you came on this podcast right after you got traded here. I don't know if you remember that, but we had the conversation. You had mentioned, and we've heard it many times that you were born in Boston. You were here until you were eight or nine years old, Richard. This has got to be just such a crazy ride for you, watching your son go from lightly recruited in high school to now being a star for the Celtics that you idolized growing up. Explain like how this happened. I mean, I, I don't know how it happened. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it just, it just, you just enjoy the ride as, as it comes. That's kind of, kind of surreal. That's, that's the word we used on, on draft day is that it's just, it just happened and we're enjoying the ride. I mean, that, that's for sure. I mean, like you said, I was, uh, lifelong Celtic fan. So born in nineteen sixty, so it's like the Celtics always won. I didn't yeah. know any different. Then we come here the first year and we're like we're in the finals. It's like what what what's going on? So 
having that taste it's like yeah the next step is the next step that's that's what everybody's looking for how about this is boston street cred people are like well he comes from boston yeah now my dad took me to get haircuts when i was here (laughs) (laughs) but nothing like the ones that your dad took you to get tell everybody why why um so it's like uh the celtics were like on a long road trip uh my dad would time it so when they got back they would all come to get their hair haircut so we kind of knew where the barbershop was so i was taken to that barbershop so um i just remembered you know or i was told that i just like lost it and cried in front of people <laughs> like you know bill russell and sam jones casey jones all, you know all, you know all the the celtic legends and he even told me that you know like Sat sanders came to the house and everything so i just thought i was you know part of part of royalty i mean it's like these guys win they're always winning and and we didn't know anything really different and then we moved in 1968 so i think maybe you know that was when you know they 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 lost so it's like oh it's us so but everything's back now so we're we're, well you were a forerunner to expectations in boston that we all deal with now on social media and otherwise it's come full circle to where now the millennials if you're under the age of 35 in boston you've had six super bowl titles and an nba title and a stanley cup and four world series which is incomprehensible to a previous generation and i just find that so fascinating that you grew up in a time where all the celtics did was win now we're in a time that everybody expects nothing but that yeah they 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 expect winning which is that that's the way you you really want it. You you don't want to be at a place where, you know, it you're you're you just watching the games. I mean, there's like expectation. With expectation comes pressure. But if you're really good, you want to be in that moment. You don't want to be playing out the string anytime that there's there's a game. You want to know that hey, if I make this play or I don't make this play, it has a direct correlation to winning or losing. You touched on winning right there, and that that's the biggest thing that has come across since you got here is just, you're a winner. Like, you you help a team win games. When did you personally start to feel that you were impacting games, like, in your basketball career, not necessarily in the NBA, but, like, when did you learn how to impact games in that way? And then Richard, as a follow-up after he answers, when did you start seeing him do that in his career? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's always been that way. I mean, he probably – he remembers my childhood games better than I do, um, like third and fourth grade. So I'm sure he's going to tell a story about that. But uh, were you charting um, his secondary assists back in third no, grade? No, I didn't. I didn't, didn't <laughs> net rating, net, net rating, secondary assists. No, they have to use websites for that. that those calculations are above me. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just kind of always. I mean, I learned from him. Um, just kind of always try to make the right play. Um, I mean, I think I've just played a lot of different roles in my basketball career from elementary to high school. Um, like, I was off the ball in high school. Uh, I get to college. Um, I was going to be off the ball. Then I was the point guard. And so, like, I've played pretty much every role in the, on the court, I feel like. And so I just feel comfortable out there wherever the team needs me to be. And, um, I mean, he taught me how to play the right way. And so I just try to continue to play the right way. And, um, obviously that's helping us win games and that's what makes us happy. Did you see it at any point where it kind of clicked in your mind of what you were watching on the court? Cause I know just seeing you on Twitter, like you see the game, you see the game. Is there a point where you saw that he was really 
making the plays that were winning plays. He was a winning player. Well, I mean, his his one play from his youth, it was it was a winning play, and n- none of us dad coaches saw it. So they were playing uh, a game which kind of turned everything around because that's how we met Marcus and everything was. They had won all the youth games, and then so they basically were in the championship all the time. And this one year, they were going to get to go play at the University of Denver. And uh, so it was like we wanted to win that one because they played so well, they deserved to be on that big stage. Whether they won or lost, they deserved to be on that big stage. And so they were, they were down at the end of the game. It was like under 15 seconds. So there's no three-point field goal in that game. But so they came down, and him and his best friend, Reese Elliott, ran high screen and roll. And uh, they jumped Derek, and he passed to Reese, and he made the shot. So, you know, it was coaches were like, get back, get back, cover, you know, cover, cover, cover. And then all of a sudden we hear this shriek. And the moms are all screaming, and we're going, well, what happened? Derek stole the inbound pass and laid it in. So we're up three. There's no three-point no three play, and so we, we, we end up winning that game. So. That's awesome. You remember that, I'm sure? Uh, I remember parts of it. Um, <laughs> Sounds like Dan yeah, remembers he, it pretty well. He, don't, he doesn't forget anything yeah. um, from my childhood to my first couple years in the NBA to now. So um, it does, I do remember parts of it. Um, I do remember it being a cool to play at a college uh, arena, and so like that was a big win for us. And um, yeah, I mean, you weren't really allowed to press unless the last two minutes, and so it kind <laughs> of just, just, yeah. <laughs> just kind of in the right place at the right time, and and got the steal and the layup. You've done that a few times in your career. We'll touch on that. <laughs> yeah. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. 
Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Derek, you and I have talked about the phone call from Pop about the trade happening, that he called the wrong room, the whole comedy <laughs> element of that. As we sit here today, I was thinking, we've talked so much about that. What was the call like to your dad to say, you're not going to believe this, but of all the places in all the world, guess where I'm going? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like um, he was the happiest person uh, in the world that day. Um, I think everybody else was, like my mom was like, I was worried about Hannah and like yeah. what about the baby and this and that. Little birth and my, plan. went Took a little left yeah. turn. And my By dad, the way, just so everyone knows, his wife was seven months pregnant yeah. at that time. Yeah, so, yeah, so like, they're thinking of all the the real world stuff and my dad's over here running around like oh you can wear number nine again and uh, all the important stuff that he was thinking about so um i think he was definitely excited i mean obviously get traded to a team he grew up cheering for but also a team that was um winning at the time and competing for uh the championship so i think um as a basketball side of things he was he was so excited and um you couldn't wait for it you remember that day Oh, I remember that day. I yeah, I was sitting sitting up in the in the office, and then he called and said, "I've been traded." And I said, "Well, where?" And he said, "Boston." And so I was like, "Oh, that was that you know that's that was that was great." I mean, you kind of go through different different scenarios and stuff, and you know they had just got pretty much done playing FIBA, you know, and Smart and Tatum and Brown. They're they're all there and. It's like, oh, well, you know, if you get traded, you know, one, which team has a nine? And, and two, which one, which one has, you know, you know some talented people? Because we kind of, you know, I, I mentioned in passing to him that if you can get on a team where you're considered the fourth or fifth best person, that team's going to be really good. Because I'm, I'm not worried about you. I, but the others, if they're truly, I mean, you can – you could be advanced in your role, but if you're fourth or fifth, I know what you're going to bring and that you will, you will like chameleon into whatever role is necessary. Cause some people can be fourth or fifth role people and they can only do like one thing. They can only shoot from, you know, from the corner, but you, Derek, you can, I mean, you scored 36 points in a playoff game against the Nuggets. You've, you've done things where you've played and made defensive stands here and there. So you could do whatever the team needs to win. And that's always going to, going to help the team. So the Celtics were like, Oh, that would, you know, you don't think that's a possibility. That's like way, way up there. But I mean, you've got the Jays, you know, and it was just loaded and you're playing with Marcus smart. And now you're playing with drew holiday. It's, you know, in San Antonio, they always said, Oh, you know, we can't wait to have Derek and DeJounte, but they never played them. So here, you know, you're playing and, and you can see when a defensive backcourt takes over a game and makes it difficult. He's talking about how you're kind of like willing to take on any role. And earlier you mentioned that he's kind of the person who instilled the, the winning mindset in you. How did he impact like your, the way that you approach the game from a young age until now? Um, I mean, I think... Uh, we always watch games together um, growing up as a kid. Uh, so just like hearing Nuggets what he was games. saying. Yeah, yeah, mostly Nuggets games. Um, so just hearing what he was saying. Um, and then like anytime I ever wanted to go shoot or something, like he was always down to, to rebound for me or whatever need to be. Um, 
I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, we were playing at Lifetime, and, like, he was kind of gipping up and down the court, but, like, just to see, like, how much he wanted to be there for me and um, to play with me, like, it meant a lot to me and, to, like, kind of pushed me to, to keep going and keep working hard. Like, my dad is he's struggling, but he is still he still wants to be there for me, and he's still doing things he's doing to, to be there for me. So, like, why can't I work hard? Why can't I do more? Um, and so, like, anytime I need anything, I don't know if he, he missed a game in college. Like, he was always there supporting me, him and my mom. And, um, I mean, them two has just really been supporting me through it all. So, um, it's still that hard work and then just play the right way, be a good person. You remember that day when you were gimping up and down the court? Oh, but yeah. Well, yeah, because – you're like which day? Yeah, I remember because basically Lifetime had a rule where you had to be a certain age, but then they wouldn't let you play on the court unless your your dad also played. Okay. So, so at first I was there because I had to, and then and then they were like, "Oh, we we don't really need your dad anymore." <laughs> so Derek, so Derek's out, fine Derek, by himself. Derek, Derek yeah. was fine by himself. So you know, it was just to get him out there. You know. I could I could go around I could set screens and you know get a get a rebound and then pass the ball to him so that that's how it worked. It had to be tough for you you know watching him in high school, watching him in college. He's right down the road and and for you he's able to support you at those games. When you get into the league, what's the situation there of of you and your wife not necessarily being able to be at every game like you were for your whole lives and then here in Boston the same thing obviously you're out here now which is awesome you, you're here for a week or so to be able to catch this homestand but it had to have been tough for you to that adjustment of not seeing him play in person every game yeah well, but it, you know league pass comes in yeah comes in handy so that, that mark that's don't underestimate thing. the role of the announcers and the play-by-play -play people <laughs> in the nba delivering the product <laughs> yes. in a way that makes everybody happy no, you I, listen to the the Celtics radio, right? See, whatever I it is, I always look for. I always look look, look for though. Those, those are the those are the calls like after the game when yeah, they have yeah. highlights and stuff. I I want I want the radio thing because you know Sean and Cedric. I mean that's that was that was it. I mean we we would hear those when we were like with the Spurs or whatever and the excitement and stuff that Sean and Sean and said bring to the the broadcasts are great. And then just to hear, you know, him make a shot or whatever, and then to hear them, that's, you know, that's, you know, you can't, you can't put a price on that. So, yeah, after games, I, I look for the highlights just to hear, hear the audio. And League Pass got you through when, when you weren't able to be at the games for, yeah. well, actually, throughout his whole career at this point, yeah, right? Any yeah. of those games? Yeah. It's League we, Pass. we usually plan some things based on, on schedule. So, so, like, if in Boston, if they have, like, a homestand, it fits, and then this one kind of really fit because it had the Spurs and the Nuggets, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, so that you know those are things. So, or back to back, like last year we went to to Charlotte, so so it's like ugh. so I don't know if we'd be traveling much more because I mean in Charlotte when we finally got into the the arena at Charlotte, and that's when he ran into Marcus Smart. <laughs> I was like, whoa, we did all this to get here, and then he's out. No, oh, he's probably not going to play the next game. And, but he, he ended up At least he got the family time. Yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> I played. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, you usually do. When the time finally comes and you need a car, there are not a lot of options. Buying a car is expensive, and APRs are through the roof. You can lease, but everyone knows there are a million fees and loopholes with those. That's why FlexCar is a total game changer. 
All the hassles of owning a car, you know, stuff like shelling out hundreds for new tires or crossing your fingers every time the check engine light comes on, they're all gone when you drive a flex car. It's truly zero stress living. Even in the middle of the night, you've got 24-7 roadside assistance ready to help. At the end of the day though, it's really all about peace of mind. This one annual expense covers all the unpredictable things that come along with having a car for as long as you have your flex car. And that, my friends, is a no-brainer. Even better, our exclusive promo code RAFTERS gets you 100 free miles at sign-up. So go check out FlexCar today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. What's funny is that your social media star began to rise for the famous play that all of us play-by-play guys couldn't call yes. when it happened. <laughs> yes. And here's something you don't know. The next night before Game 7, Kevin Harlan, Dave Passion, and I had dinner here in the North End, and my poor wife had to listen to the three play-by-play guys commiserate about the fact that we couldn't call the play because nobody <laughs> had any idea what had happened. Where were you for Game 6, and what inspired you to send the tweet that you sent? Oh, that the oh, oh my god yeah that, <laughs> that's, what, my that's, my <laughs> yeah, that's my boy so i mean we were i was sitting on the couch and and we were watching the game and it was like oh no i can't believe that you know jimmy butler made three free throws it's like you make two overtime we take a chance or whatever but he makes three and it was like oh boy so we were sitting on the couch and we just watched the whole play unfold and it, and Colleen's going, oh, what's going to happen? Derek's going to inbound because they, they put your your best passer is going to inbound. So he's going to inbound. And this has happened numerous times or whatever, even in San Antonio, because he would inbound it to DeMar DeRozan and then he would slide off and uh, kept going, well, maybe this time the pass will come back because he spotted up to, mm-hmm. to shoot the three, which is – Nerve-wracking as a parent, because then that's, you know, that's, it's either going to go in or it's not. But then when he didn't get the pass, I saw him dart from the, the corner, and smart shot was just perfect. It just bounced. I mean, if it bounced to the right, JT makes it, and, you know, 
I, I, my Twitter following takes a hit. But it, bounces, <laughs> it bounces to the left. Derek's right there, and and I'm like, yeah, he got he got that up. I mean, like, and, you know, I I followed that along. I was looking for everything. I was looking for for your call, and you say, and we don't know. <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay. And then and then uh, the, the national broadcast did the slow by slow, and then it was like, that's out of his hands, and just enough. Uh, yeah. What was yeah. that moment like for you, man? I mean, I know what it was like for me. Exhilarating. I, I was like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in basketball. What did it feel like to make that play? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, I mean, I felt like I got it off um, as soon as it happened, which you never really know. Right. You know, like, everybody was coming up to me and was like, did you get off? I'm like, yeah, I think so. And then, like, it kind of was just silent in the gym for that little split second. Like, everybody's looking up at the... Uh, Jumbotron, um, and then as soon as that first replay showed it, I got it off, like, uh, just the team running to me and um, just celebrating with me, and, uh, I mean, Tom was like, man, we we lived to fight another day. Um, so at, at the moment, it was just crazy. Like, I don't really know how to really explain it. Um, just in the right place at the right time, and I was just happy that we got another game and we were kept fighting, so um, just celebrating with the teammates and um, just probably that little split second where everybody was just kind of looking up at the jumbotron and something I'll, I'll always remember. It was awesome. An awesome moment. Are you already, do you already have that like clipped so that you can show your kids when they are able to understand what you did? You have to, <laughs> you got to have yeah, that ready for them. Yeah, I got You're it. Like, yep. Pops did that. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Uh, somewhere. I got the game ball in the house. Like I got, uh, this, they, they sent this watch to me, uh, I guess if you hit a buzzer beater, you get a watch, and it <laughs> plays the video. So um, I got some The things. watch plays the video? It's like in a box. You open the box, oh and the box God. plays the video. That's awesome. I know. It was pretty cool. Um, so I got some things that hopefully when they're older, they'll, yeah. they'll enjoy. And speaking of them, Hendrix and Dexton, um, how much of what your father passed to you are you going to try to pass on to them? Like how much has he impacted the way that – you've become a father in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, he's had a great example, um, the perfect role model. Um, just for me personally, I just want uh, to be there. Um, I think being being there, being present, and supporting them is a big thing because that's pretty much what he was. Any game I had, any anything that we had, like him and my mom were always there. So uh, just having that as a role model has definitely meant a lot to me. And obviously I just want to, uh, pass it down to the next generation. Just be there for uh, Hendrix and Daxton. And uh, so far, it's been it's been fun. Uh, they just keep growing bigger and bigger each day, and doing different things each day. And so it's a it's a lot of fun. And um, I mean, obviously, got great grandparents too, so it, it makes it it good for them. It's gonna be tough to be there for everything, though, right? I mean, just with your line of work, like that's difficult. I mean, Sean knows it, right? He's been doing it for how, how long now? 12 years. Yeah, we, we were talking about how I'll watch my son's playing hockey. He's 12 who he didn't go to the barbershop, but he has an unusual life like you did. So all of a sudden he's in an elevator with me and then Derek will get on the elevator <laughs> and he's like, you know, he doesn't know what you're in between, right? <laughs> when you live that sort of backstage life, but yeah, you're watching their hockey games on the iPad while you're, you're, you're managing your life and doing your job while trying to be a parent, and as insanely different, Derek, as your life is, it's still the same thing. You're trying to be a parent and do your job. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a tough leaving. Um, right now they don't really know 
what it means when I leave. Um, but uh, I've always, I've always was like when he first like when Hendrix was first doing like a lot of first. I was like, I just want to be there for when it happens. And so luckily, I've I've been there for all the the big first. Awesome. Um, and haven't missed anything anything major like that. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just anytime I could be there. Um, obviously, it makes it easier nowadays with the iPhones and FaceTime and, and whatnot um, to be there with not actually being there. But, um, I mean, that, those two have kind of just changed my perspective on everything and have made me a, a better person, a, a better player. And hopefully I just got to continue to be a, a better father. Can you imagine? So I've been with Cedric Maxwell for 20-something years now, and he would tell stories. I, would, I don't see my son on FaceTime for a few hours. And I'm like, what's he doing? I want to find out what's going on. I want to talk to him about his day. Max would go on a road trip for two weeks. It's like... See you when I see you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it's impossible for me to comprehend what previous generations did in this same situation without, without the phones. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely crazy. Richard, I got to ask you, because now you're getting the perspective of the last couple of years being able to see him be a dad. I mean, when, I, when my dad first became a grandfather, I think you know, he felt joys in being around his grandchild, but it was like he lit up even more seeing my brother be a dad. Um, and I hope to, you know, get to there in a, a few months from now, but what's it been like for you to, to watch him be a dad and raise two little boys? Well, it's, it's really, it's amazing. Like, like this morning, you know, they're rolling on the, he's rolling on the ground and, and Hendrix is laughing and ha ha having joy. And, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 it you know, it, it's amazing. And so he kind of does things like on, road trips so like when they left to go to Toronto and he was like Hendrix two sleeps and you know and mm -hmm. he said Dax well you only got one sleep because because <laughs> you know when they by the time they get in he's Dax probably waking up so, <laughs> so 4 30 so in the morning right yeah. yeah so I mean it's 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 good I mean you you kind of have to be grounded you have to have a schedule you have to know how to handle different things and 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 be prepared for the unexpected, you know. It's kind of like on the basketball court. You never, you never know. Something could happen, and then boom, you know, like, like the tip-in. You, you don't expect it, but you just prepared, and when you're there, you take advantage of it. So kind of that, that way with kids. And, you know, he's really, he's really, he's really you know, good with them. You know, going up is like, oh, he's never done this before. What, what, how is he going to, how is he going to react? And, like, that's how I'm I feel about myself right yeah. now. With it blooming in a few months, you'll, yeah. you'll, it's you'll, you'll get you'll <laughs> get there. <laughs> you'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> tell me, tell me. I'm going to tell him who's about to be a new parent exactly how I describe it. You can look at a roller coaster from afar and guess what it's going to be like, and you have a pretty good intellectual sense. Till you're on it, you have no earthly idea <laughs> what you're about to yeah. embark upon. Yeah, it's crazy, but. And I've always been scared of whole kids. Like, I got a lot of cousins. I didn't hold them when they were babies. Like, I, I just try to stay away. But uh, I don't know when I got to the hospital and like, it, that's my kid. Like, it's just different. What's your favorite part of being a dad? Uh, I think, especially like right now, like whatever I do on the court, like that doesn't mean anything. Um, just going home, like I gotta be there to throw the ball with him or hit the balloon up in the air, like whatever it might be that he wants to do that day. So like just having that perspective that like this is what's important. Um, obviously, 
everything I do on the basketball court's imp- uh, important, but compared to that, it's not. So um, just every day, just having that unconditional love is is great. And Richard, we already touched on the putback, right? I know you were proud in that moment, but what's the proudest moment you've ever had of this kid sitting to your right? Uh, well, well, it's kind of like public relations and, and things. So it's like like the fan base or whatever. So like when he comes to shoot out, he comes out to do you know pregame warmups, and people are cheering and and you know they're they're calling his name and. Channing, Derek White's an all-star <laughs> in another city. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, just the, the other thing, like, you know, you know, with the, the family and he was signing his, his, his name and sign language and, you know, doing different things and the, the different effects he has, like, on the community because he does a lot of stuff for Special Olympics and that's, that's something that's near and dear to our family. So that's, that's pretty, pretty cool that he, you know, what he, what he does from that that respect and but the best part is like if we're walking or doing something that uh you know in parker or something and, and parents come up and goes oh my son or daughter you know just says Derek is the best person in the world and there's no better compliment i mean you know oh you could score 27 points but if they would and you could not be a good person but to have parents come up and say, your son is just the most humble and we like the way he carries himself. That's that's the best gift a parent can get. That's what this is all about. And isn't it funny? Because that is what is real and that is the real world. And you have tried to become the common sense voice in the fake world, the social <laughs> media world for the Celtics. And that is, listen, there's a societal thing, right, mm-hmm. about – what that's become and people feeling free to say things they would never in a million years say. And that's why it's, it's interesting to segue from that because, again, when you see real people have real interactions, it puts in perspective what you try to deal with. Before we get into your role here, Derek, what is social media in your life? How much of the things that we're going to be talking about here? And He's an all-star. He's not an all-star. This stat matters. This stat doesn't matter. This, is the, this guy's better than this guy. How much of that is in your consciousness or in your world on a day-to-day basis? Um, I mean, I think definitely like early in my career, it made more of a difference um, what people thought and what people were saying. But now it's just like there's really nothing you can do. Uh, somebody's going to be frustrated with whatever you do. So um, you don't really take the good that high. You don't take the bad that low. And so um, – it doesn't really affect me any, especially people that don't really know what's going on and uh, the things that are going on in day to day. But um, obviously, he really enjoys it, and um, he's been extremely positive this whole time. So like, I just, I just let him do uh, whatever he wants to do, and um, it's cool to see everybody uh, welcome with open arms and love him so much. So uh, it just makes it a lot better. Why it's- do you, why do you enjoy it? And here's what I'm getting at, which is eventually the question I've been waiting all day to understand are people like you, people like me that try to bring sense of civility or information or whatever. Are we outside? Are we outside our minds in this place? (laughs) Derek's for those of you listening and not watching on YouTube, Derek is nodding. (laughs) You're outside your mind because that's right. I sometimes think of it as a playground where you have a great chance to, to play on all these, toys and do all this stuff and have fun 
but there's so many kids that just want to graffiti the whole place up and make <laughs> it a bad place to be that is it is it worth it yeah i i, I think it's i think it's worth it i mean you know from my perspective it's put out information because i rarely come out there and say oh you know my son's this my son's that or whatever i just put reality so you know like the daily after the game he allowed so many points and possessions and you know steals blocks and 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 whatever you just put information out there people can do whatever they do and like he's saying control what you can control so you 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 know you know i think i another thing is you know some people want to get into things that are opinion based i mean we're talking the NBA. We're talking the talent level is out out the wazoo here. It is really there are really gifted players throughout the league, uh, no matter what the team's record is. And then to say this person's better than another person, you know it, that that's fine. It doesn't that doesn't impact anything. So now you just you know you put the information out there. People do with it what they will. Um, I mean, at first it kind of got to me, so I was like a, a little bit like, you know, you got to, you got to, people are arguing facts or, or not facts or, or legacy it stuff. It's like, it's like, you know, whatever you, 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 you like player X and no matter what player X does, you have best case scenario for player X. Player X could shoot two for 22, but you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter to you. That person's still going to be that. And so once I come to that realization, it's like, just put the information out there, let people complain. But the main thing <laughs> is the, the, the main thing is at the end of the day, you know, certain fan bases say Derek can't play. Okay. He can't play, but since he's been here, he's won 87 games. I don't know what, I don't know what that means. I just know that that's 87 games, and you wish you had somebody that your team won 87 games in less than two years. That is a fact. And, yeah, I was I put that out recently. <laughs> Since Derek was traded here, he has more wins than anybody else in the NBA. Pete Rose used to say, he talked about the hit record and whatever, Pete Rose loved to say he played in more winning games than any player in Major League history. That was his favorite stat. And we don't really reward winning. We make it individual. And that is the reason people are chanting Derek's an all-star is because it's about winning games at the end of the day. It's and, been fun to see. Yeah. It's been fun to have this conversation. For anyone out there who doesn't follow, which I'm sure everyone does, Ramblin' Rec 34, how did you come up <laughs> with that, by yeah, the way? That's the other good question. Uh, so I went to Georgia Tech. And my basketball number was 34. Okay. So, so uh, just coming up with something, and it was like, okay, that that's taken, that's taken. Oh, well, that's not taken. So, <laughs> so then that's where I just kind of went with it there. Well, if anyone out there wants some uh, grounded information, some actual statistical information that is not opinion, it's more fact, that's the place you go. Uh, Richard, we appreciate you coming on. Derek, appreciate you coming on. It's been awesome to uh, to see you not only win a ton of games, but have that amazing moment last season and help the Celtics get on the verge of a play title. Not for play-by-play guys, it wasn't. But oh, okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, but to help the Celtics get you know on the doorstep of trying to win a championship here. And Richard, it's been fun to see you be along for the ride on on Twitter. We can't wait to see more of it. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. 
Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash Parity Flex for current rates, full product disclosures, and disclaimers and other important information.